Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. So I'm no authority on the employment picture. I obviously follow the news. If you asked me to summarize the employment picture in very broad strokes, I'd probably say something like this, that we are at near full employment, that we've got a very low unemployment rate, that there seems to be parity between the number who don't have a job and the number of jobs there are to fill, which is inexplicable to me, that during the pandemic, the unemployment rate was very high and probably remained higher than it needed to be because the government spent so much money and for too long. By the way, how am I doing so far? Does this kind of comport with what you would say about the employment picture in the country? I would also add, and I just discussed this last hour, that businesses at the lower pay level are struggling to find and struggling to hold employees. I hear that constantly from people in my orbit. 
and that I think that it's tied to immigration. We need orderly immigration, cannot seal the border. We can't have porous borders, but, you know, somewhere in between, we need an orderly flow because people need employees. But if you ask me about the NILF factor, I would say, excuse me, I think that's an acronym we tossed around in high school. What do you mean, NILF factor? Nicholas Eberstadt has just re-released what he calls the post-pandemic edition of Men Without Work. And he will say that the last part is the most important and least discussed of all. Nicholas Eberstadt, welcome back. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me again, Michael. So you say that by one measure, we are actually at a Depression-era level of work for prime-aged men. Explain. If we look at the unemployment rate, it's extremely low. It looks like we're at full employment. Right. If we look at the actual work rate, the employment-to-population ratio for our 25- to 54-year-old men, the critical group in the labor force, it's worse than it was. It's below the level that it was in March of 1940, the first, the only Depression-era time that we got a really good picture of it. Uh, there are uh, there are about fifteen about fifteen percent of prime age men have no paid employment on average during the twenty first century, which would put us more or less at a nineteen thirty seven level of paid work for prime age men. That's why I say depression scale problem. Reading from your book, for 50 years, in other words, the numbers of prime-aged men, neither working nor looking for work, has grown more than three times faster, nearly four times faster, than the number who are working or looking for work. The 15% that you're talking about, are they not captured by the unemployment figures? Exactly, Michael, exactly. Our employment statistics were set up to fight the last war to measure Depression-era conditions. And back in those days, it was really unimaginable that a guy who was not in work wouldn't be looking for work. Today, uh, in 2022, for every unemployed prime-age male guy, there are four guys who are neither working nor looking for work, dropouts from the labor force, most of them long-term dropouts. Are they collecting unemployment? Well, they're not collecting unemployment because they're not uh, they're not in the game, so to speak. But they are collecting government benefits um, more than in my book. Uh, I show that more than half of the men who are dropouts from the workforce obtain one or more disability benefit from our crazy quilt of disability uh, payments. And about two-thirds of them live in a home that's getting one or more benefits. That's not a princely life by any means, but it seems to provide an alternative to paid work. You said 15% prime-aged not looking for work. How many people does that equate to? How many men are we talking about? I'm sorry. I said 15% not getting paid work. About a fifth fifth of them are unemployed. Uh, The rest are not in the labor force. That's over 7 million, Michael. And so I think in the latest jobs figures, maybe 7.2, 7.3 million men. Not in the labor force? Yes, sir. Who who are they? 
I mean, what's the demographic profile of the men that were the seven million that we're talking about? Great question. Well, as you'll appreciate, if we're talking about uh, seven million people, you've probably got some of everybody. Sure, of course. But but, uh, but uh, they tend to be disproportionately native-born Americans, not foreign-born. Uh, foreign-born Americans of every ethnicity and education are more likely to be in the job market. They tend disproportionately to be never-married men. Married men, all other things being equal, tend to be more in the job market. And if you have kids under your roof, you also tend to be more in the job market. It skews towards lower educational attainment, naturally. But almost 40 percent of these guys have at least some college. And about uh, almost almost a fifth of them have college degrees. How are they spending their time? This is really dispiriting. Uh, The uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics does a survey asking people of all walks of life, adults of all walks of life, what they do with their time from the moment they wake up until the moment they go to sleep. And these not in labor force men between 25 and 54 in the prime of life uh, say that they basically don't do civil society. There's almost no worship or volunteering or charity. They've got an awful lot of time on their hands, clearly, but they do very little with uh, help with other members of the home or with housework around the house. What they say they do is watch. We don't know what they're watching. We don't know how devices they're watching with, but about 2,000 hours a year, as if this were a full-time job. Add to this other information where they report through other surveys that about almost half of these guys are taking pain pill medication or pain medication every day. You've got this picture of people who are, you know, not just, uh, you know, doing a call of duty, they're doing call of duty stoned. It's, it's a very dispiriting picture. Is there a glass half full analysis of all of this? Because I know I read the book, by the way, the book is called men without work. It's the post pandemic edition. You can look in my social media and you can uh, gain easy access to Nicholas Eberstadt's book. Um, I know we're going to get to the part of this interview where you're going to tell me this is a uniquely American situation. By the way, is that fair? The extreme nature of it is exceptionally American. I think it is. Uh, I think it would be fair to say that all around the world, economic and structural change has put pressure on the jobs markets, especially for people with lower skills. But no country, no rich country in the world, have we seen such a flight from work as in the USA for prime age men. So uh, just trying to play devil's advocate, is there a glass half full analysis which says, sadly, we have a lot of people who are not in the labor force, NILFs, men, um, good for the United States. We take care of individuals with disabilities. Something happened to these 7 million, this 15 percent, and we care for them. And we wish they could be working, but they're disabled. We are a rich enough country to be able to afford to have one in eight prime age men not in the labor force and kept from a uh, kept from absolute destitution. Uh, what troubles me very much about the study that I have done, the research I have seen, is how these not in labor force men are using their time. Uh, they are not using their free time in a way that is 
generally speaking, restorative or uplifting. Uh, there's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of anomie. There's a lot of depths of despair. Um, I think we have to realize that there's an enormous amount of misery in this population and have compassion for that as well. Is it uniquely male as a phenomenon? Are women similarly affected? I wouldn't want to take it too far, but I would say there are at least yellow flashing lights for uh, one segment of younger women. This would be the counterparts, the 25 to 54-year-old women who are out of the labor force, um, who are not in education or training, and who have no children at home and are not currently married. For them, the time use patterns are starting to look a little bit too close to their male counterparts for comfort, and they're also self-reporting a lot of pain medication use. I mean, I, you're, as I'm listening to you and as I was reading the book, I was thinking about a particular community where I have um, relatives and lots of folks are on disability. It's like every other house, it seems like people are they hurt on the job. They're collecting. Yes, I'm sure they're being prescribed meds. I mean, I, I understand exactly the picture that you have painted. I'll tell you what I don't understand if you're right about this, and I assume that the data is exactly the way Nicholas Eberstadt presents it, why does this not get discussed? Because you kind of floored me when I read your book, and I'll bet that people who are listening to this conversation uh, are saying, wow, I didn't know that. Really? Seven million not in labor force? Holy smokes. Well, I think there are a couple of reasons that this hasn't been discussed more. I mean, for one, uh, prime age men are not a protected group in our modern social policy. They're not, if you wish to put it this way, a victim class. So their uh, condition is not as closely followed as some historically vulnerable groups. Uh, for another, these prime age men are much more likely to be courting depths of despair privately in their basements than they are burning cars in the streets or causing public disturbance. So there's no uh, uh, immediate flashing news uh, angle on this. And the other reason I'm afraid is that our describers and our deciders in our elites uh, don't spend as much time with uh, ordinary Americans or with disadvantaged Americans as they might have done a generation or two ago. So they're a little bit more out of touch and problems can hide in plain sight. What is it you think these men should be doing? I mean, if they're collecting disability, if they're disabled, maybe there's there's not an alternative in the workforce. Uh, that's a fascinating question, Michael. I mean, it, when I came out with the first edition of Men Without Work six years ago, some people criticized me, and I guess they'd said more or less, Eberstadt, you idiot, uh, there's no work out there. But that's a lot harder to say now that we have this national, uh, absolutely nationwide uh, labor shortage. There are 11 million unfilled jobs in the United States, and as you were mentioning earlier, a lot of them are not high-skilled jobs. A lot of those jobs only require the skill of showing up regularly on time and sober. And the, there is a lot of work to be had. The question is, can we uh, motivate, vitalize uh, so many people who are detached from society and often their family and get them back in? 
Well, there's a whole ripple effect to this, right? You reference families, but the, on communities, on families, it's, it's, it's not only a sad story for the 7 million, it's a sad story for the rest of us. Absolutely. Absolutely, Michael. We've, we've seen such a decline in what you might call social capital in, uh, in recent memory in the United States. It's a long-term decline. I think it's also part of the reason for the decline in trust in our institutions, because so many people are detached from them. One final question that I'm going to ask you to sum up. Is this what universal basic income looks like? I fear it is. I fear that if we had a universal basic income, instead of giving people the wherewithal to learn Mandarin, be volunteers uh, in their communities, uh, and, uh, and elevate themselves in different ways, some would, but we'd buy a lot more of what we're seeing right now with the men without work. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot Code SUPER24. NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you. Guided by plant professionals, dig into botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, sum up. Nicholas Eberstadt is an economist at the American Enterprise Institute, has just re-released a post-pandemic edition of a book from a couple of years ago called Men Without Work. It addresses the millions who are not in the labor force. They are not reflected in the unemployment statistics, but they are among us. And they're in a bad place. What is it you most want us to know? Uh, I want people, if I could, to have some attention to and compassion for this enormous group in our society and to appreciate that we're not going to have a healthy economy and a healthy society until we bring people back into the workforce. Actually, I said a final question, but I, I have another can you pinpoint when this growth began? What can you tie it to? It began uh, very clearly around the year 1965. There's almost a straight line upwards from 1965 to the present in terms of the percentage of men not in the labor force. Uh, doesn't seem to be affected by recessions, doesn't seem to be affected by politics. Uh, we've had big social changes since there a revolution in the family. We've had the uh, social welfare program expansion. We had the explosion of crime and punishment. There are an awful lot of ex-cons in this MILF population here. And uh, all of these have, all of these are big historical factors at this point. So there's a lot of momentum pushing. Is there a particular uh societal safety net program in the mid-60s, something disability tethered that you see growing or, or coming on the books for the first time that would explain it? Well, there were there were a number of programs that augmented the disability uh, benefits. Uh, of course, with the with the growth of uh, national uh, national low income health guarantees, there was a Medicaid uh disability tie-in. One of the terrible tragedies that we see in, uh, in the past decades is the unintended consequences of some of our largesse for protecting populations. Um, for, for way too long, uh, people, could, people who are on disability could go to a pain pill factory and find a pain pill quack who would uh, prescribe for them 90 OxyContin, which is a lot of OxyContin, for just $3. The rest would be subsidized. So unintentionally, I think our social welfare programs also 
encouraged the crisis of the opioid explosion. Nicholas Eberstadt, thanks so much for your willingness to come by and discuss the book. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michael. By the way, here's the introduction. Over the past two generations, America has suffered a quiet catastrophe. That catastrophe is the collapse of work for men. In the half century between 1965 and 2015, work rates for the American male spiraled relentlessly downward and an ominous migration commenced. A fight from work in which ever-growing numbers of working-age men exited the labor force altogether. America is now home to an immense army of jobless men no longer even looking for work, more than 7 million alone between the ages of 25 and 55, the traditional prime working age. The collapse of work for America's men is arguably a crisis for our nation, but it is largely an invisible crisis. It's almost never discussed in the public square. Somehow we as a nation have managed to ignore this problem for decades, even as it has steadily worsened. There's perhaps no other instance in the modern American experience of a social change of such consequence receiving so little consideration by concerned citizens, intellectuals, business leaders, and policymakers. Uh, Quite an eye-opener for me. I didn't know that there were 7 million no longer, you know, not in labor force. No. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you. Guided by plant professionals, dig into botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Online learning your way. Register at nybg.org.